0: Hello guys, how's it going? Welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit podcast. I'm your host Alex Whiteley uh, and we're coming from Colour Live. That's that's did I pronounce it right. all right? Yeah, and I'm here with Natalie Hildegard Leish.
1: Yes, thank you very exactly. much. Yes.
0: Um, just get right in front of that mic. I oh, know uh, James Warman's in the background, just taking some lovely pictures. By the way, James,
1: <laughs> Natalie's smiling, <laughs> James doing did, her best. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, James did some amazing photos when we did the, the drawn Illustrate fair, and I gotta say, they were just stunning photos. So, thank you, James. Yeah, His yeah. thumbs up in the background. I was like, do you, want, do you want me to set you up a microphone, James? And he's like, No, you're okay today, thanks. It's one of those days, he's just like, Don't get me in front of Microphone, Alex. Um, so, Natalie, get in front of this microphone so we can hear your, your voice. Um, we spoke very briefly uh, at St. Mary's when uh, we were covering the, the, the church's historical open. Um, and I said to you, 10 15 minutes with you is just not enough um first of all we had masks on we're very we quite well spaced out and aired out here so we can have the masks off mm-hmm. um so we can spend a bit of time getting to know each other
1: yes so. i'm really delighted
0: <laughs> i'm really glad i'm glad i
1: tried to find my my, my words thinking in french as well <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, yeah we'll,
0: we'll get we'll we'll get on to the beginnings of natalie um in, in a sec but i want to talk about where we are right now uh, and you can explain where we are right now with this building what is this place
1: so, uh, this building, the building is the English Bridge Workshop, um, mm-hmm. which is run by a charity. It's been there for many years, really, for supporting uh, artists and um, community activities like Tai Chi, uh, life drawing, all sorts of activities are happening in, under this roof. Um, and I've been one of them, really, since uh, 1998, I had the smallest workshop in the building when I moved in, and I have now have the biggest one.
0: <laughs> and um, I was um, explained that be- so right now we stood around the the, the, the work table, um, and. Uh, to describe, I mean, James is taking some great pictures, so we can show you on social media. But to show you, this is all work in progress. You know, there's 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 trays with gla- different coloured glasses. Um, there's there's templates here with with sh- cut glass, all set like a jigsaw puzzle. It's literally I'm in the midst of everything right now, and it just feels nice. It just feels nice to be here whilst magic is happening. You know, this is art, isn't it? Yeah.
1: So, yeah. So and then we also have a kiln, really, because have yeah, um, a kiln. Yeah. yeah, I've got a big kiln at the back. So uh, a table to paint on, uh, all sorts of equipment, really.
0: Amazing, amazing. Yeah. This is your this is your your playground, right?
1: It is my playground. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so a quiet playground in some ways. I, I don't really jump around, but
0: <laughs> is it one of those things that um, I imagine stained glass um, can be like? You know you put a lot of work into something then to make a mistake you're frustrating you know because you 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 set out this work you blast it through a kiln and it sticks together and if you make a mistake you gotta start from scratch right is that how it goes
1: yes uh what 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 i find the hardest sometimes if if the glass because some of the glass may have a Sometimes a little bit of defect in, in the making or in the transport. Ah, okay, so and when you cut the glass and you had selected a beautiful color, you know, with the lines that you wanted everything, and you cut it and you suddenly realized that there was something in that glass which then is diverting your cut.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And you lose uh, all the potential of that piece, which you had planned
0: or, or selected. Right
1: yeah, some kind of wrong direction, really. Mm. But, uh, or you are a little bit tired and then you, you got your cutter in the wrong um, position and you do a bit of a mistake. But, uh, for, for painting on glass so you could as you paint you may remove and do it again if you're not happy with what you've done mm-hmm. and as for the can, you know hopefully never have any problems good, good. <laughs> i didn't have any so far so yeah. amazing yeah.
0: because uh, i am a, you can't just grab a p- another piece of paper right with this it's another piece of glass that you might not have enough of you know so yeah it must be
1: difficult. well yes the the glass is, is, when it comes, it comes in really large pieces. It could be uh, uh, so
0: as, as,
1: as big as, you know, one meter. So um, like a normal pane yeah, of glass, like, a, like pieces, you see in a window. Really, yeah. like, yes. It varies um, with uh, suppliers and mm-hmm. uh, stockists. Um, but if you get it st- straight from the company that really do, does the, the mouse blown glass, uh, it could be like a thousand, hundred and you know, 20 millimeters wide, about 600 uh, millimeters wide. So it would be quite something to cut, really, and, Mm. and stock. And then gradually, as you create works with it, then you have little bits left of us. And there are the, for me, the magic little pieces really that later when you do another commission, among the, the other pieces that were cut out of a new piece of glass, you go in your shelves and you search for the magic one. really The one. The perfect color, the, the lights. Hold it up of,
0: to the light. Oh, that's the one, you
1: know. Yes. Yeah, I
0: imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's all amazing. This, is, honestly, I was absolutely blown away by your work when I saw at St. Mary's. But let's find out a bit where you where you begin. Where where do, where where do you begin? Where does life begin for you?
1: When I start a, a project, or generally speaking, generally speaking, well, generally well, speaking, where yeah. life starts from? <laughs> um, I think it starts with um, being um, having in my mind, you know, quite often. Stopped by details, really. Details, yes. yeah. Yeah, uh, details. a um, uh, Subtlety of, uh, you know, a color or whatever, and I just uh, um, I could be easily distracted visually by what I, my eyes would place on. Really, as I'm mm. talking with someone when I'm somewhere, um, and always you know observing. Uh, and I think it's one of the reasons why I also um, loved working with um, stained glass is um, that it, it changes even once you have finished a piece of glass and it's fitted in somebody's house. Every day they will read it slightly differently if you really pay attention to details of light going through it. Uh, it works with the weather with and the quality of the light, but very differently from uh, a clear glass, obviously. Um, and... Uh, Yes, it's it's this kind of detail which I really. And
0: this has always been the focus for you: is the little things in life that just make things perfect.
1: Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, maybe. I'm, or the imperfections. Highly, like, don't I? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I like both. <laughs> 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 I, I don't have my eyes fixed on on perfection, but really. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm I'm a perfectionist in, uh, when I'm finishing my work, but well, I tend to always like, you know criticize myself <laughs> about something really but uh, apart from that uh, I'm keen to look at as well as at details which may not come from perfection in fact yeah you know, I'm the same day-to-day like life I'm really. the same.
0: I, I kind of paint with audio <laughs> do you like that james i paint with audio i'm ridiculous i really am um no but <laughs> but i like my things to sound natural i don't i don't like things because I, I listen to podcasts and sometimes you get the ones where they're hiding close to the microphone mm. and they sound really great i like i like life to happen when i'm recording stuff yes. so if i'm in a bar let's let's hear the bar if i'm in a cafe the clinking of the mugs the that's, grinding that's, of the car co- you yeah. know these imperfections make life right this it is really does, important yeah, you know yeah,
1: yeah um and then the spontaneity of it the, the thing that you may, might not have you know sort of putting into your artwork and then comes up first of what your day really what you mm. did that day really. yeah
0: so from a young age this was this was your focus is um mm. uh, it was, was the details when 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 do you decide, decide that you want to get involved with stained glass when, what was the first moments for you uh,
1: when i um was in my uh 20s really yeah um i had i first was thinking of a craft really when I was twelve but uh sadly my my parents were not uh well they were from their backgrounds of family of people who have been in crafts really mm-hmm. But different crafts, um, from uh, seamstress to a hat maker to a wood carver to metal work, really. <laughs> so
0: design though is in your genes.
1: Is kind of... a little bit, yeah, a little bit of anyway the the crafting.
0: Yeah.
1: You know yeah. the perfectionist part of the crafting, really. Yeah. Um, so, but when I was twelve, it was like. For me, obvious that I would go in the direction of a craft, but I wanted to go for a school in, in Paris. And, um, I would have been, uh, obviously staying in Paris. And my parents were a bit worried of, of me being alone right in the middle of Paris when I was 12. <laughs> so that, that stopped them accepting me presenting my, you know, folder full of all the information. They had nothing to do. I had gathered everything and they refused. And, That stayed in me. I said, well, you don't want it now, I'll have it later. (laughs) I'm I'm quite stubborn on that. So was that Mm -hmm. a fork
0: fork in the road for you then?
1: Yes, yeah, it was. And that school would have introduced me to all sorts of crafts, including glass or stained glass, but Mm -hmm. it would have been anything really. Uh, you touch a bit of everything for the first two years of a bit like an apprenticeship yes yes and then they would have guided you to the best studios in france you know to keep going with learning the craft you select and so on so yeah
0: yeah so what, where did that take you then that that, that journey obviously like this was like so i thing you really yeah. wanted um you couldn't quite do it so where, where, where did life take you then
1: well in some ways it it, it took me to to make a choice uh, later uh, which was um on the side of art fine arts so and uh, really um swimming in a, a pool of all sorts of experimental works really wow <laughs> um and surrounded by you know freedom and calling you to, to be uh, as free as possible and know yourself the best you can in to, to really was
0: well, this mixed with a bit of guidance as well because I, I imagine if somebody said to me All right here's here's some uh, here's, here's a license to go and do what you like Alex I I just wouldn't know what to do because yeah. I'd be like there are so many millions of different possibilities of things I could do and um, but if you have a goal or you have a guideline um, or somebody that's coaching you in you how you, what you should do possibly or giving you ideas did you have that bit of guidance during that time? Or was it just a case of, go for it, naturally?
1: Well, the thing is, um, I went for it um, thinking, well, I have something to say as well. I didn't feel like I wanted to do a craft in order to copy. Mm-hmm. That wasn't really my mind anyway when I wanted to do it when I mm-hmm. was 12. I wanted to learn the technique and then be creative. So, as I wanted to be creative from that time, um, I did Doing fine arts, I kept going with, you know, the idea of being creative and learning from life, um, and having, um, you know, statements to make sometimes as well on what you decide uh, about what you want to pass as a message, I suppose, really. So I had, I had interest in, um, uh, in artists who were really, uh, passing, uh, really strong messages, like, uh, Joseph Beuys, a German artist, who was, uh, doing, um, you know, live, um presentations like with dead hair and the contemporary
0: uh, very movements. contemporary
1: uh you mm-hmm. know settings and uh, oh, nice. yes and that and i did my master based on his work really and i was really keen to be uh close to the environment in in, in a sense of nature really and mm-hmm. you know for um already um uh, the question is not new really <laughs> 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 it's far from being new uh, and well, um, yes to, to have a different relation to our environment as well things nature. are
0: changing all the time isn't it the, mm. the environment around us is changing as we speak right now yeah, you know, so. uh, you know we, we slowly come out of this COVID area we, we might go back into a COVID area but mm. for th- photography um, in some respects will always be different now because you'll have like masks on no masks on mm. but mm. James you shared a picture of a Van Gogh um the the, the the lights in the sky what's it called I'm, I'm awful about what's it. called the uh, was it starry night? the starry night mm. and somebody made like a 3d picture of it and you could scroll around and it was almost as if you were there like in this mm. coffee shop yeah, you, right. you know in that area and I'm just thinking okay, so things are going to change with face masks and and life and, you know, some, you know, uh, Umbro T-shirts aren't quite fashionable anymore. These things change, you know, fashion and stuff like that. But coffee shop culture, that kind of sticks with us. That's that's the kind of civilization, isn't it? Mm. You know, it's picking up those imperfections and those little changes in life, you know? Yes,
1: yes, yeah. Yeah. But I was really um, referring as well to um, our position as human beings to our planet, really. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, which I find, uh, really very important to consider in actions we do every day. Yeah. Not only, um, in terms of, um, you know, pure environmental issues like climate change, but mm-hmm. also just for learning for oneself, really, when you, Open your eyes and your mind to uh, what is surrounding you, including Mm -hmm. nature, you will gain a lot uh, and you would uh, have a different uh, approach of yourself and and others by simply uh, giving more attention to the consequence of your actions.
0: Okay, so you're you're learning the story by laying down breakfast backwards, learning about the past, making sure you stay on the right path, right? Yeah.
1: Well, stay on. No, no, no. I think it's a. Uh, an idea which is a bit prejudiced in some ways. This idea that because you respect the environment or things like this, you would only refer to the past. Not at all, because we've got plenty of contemporary things that have been happening that help us today to uh, be to have a future and, oh, and a relation, okay. a creative relation to the future. I like that. Which using it doesn't mean that you refer to the past. Uh, not at all, no. And in fact. When you look at artists like Joseph Beuys, he wasn't referring to the past at all, really. No. Uh, in his own structure of work, he would—he wasn't repainting a little hair. <laughs> he was really in action. Uh, but um, yes, so uh, thought... for me, uh, stained glass has this kind of position, which is, could be uh, ambiguous sometimes. How people understand it, because because it is in, in a church most of the time. As in history, and then it could be in uh, somebody's private house, and, but um, it tends to be uh, automatically, you know, put into a box if you don't know much about it. As as a form of art, which is quite an old-fashioned way or uh, an old structure or something, which is like medieval or yeah. uh, Victorian. Mm-hmm. But there's plenty of exciting work which is done in America, in Europe, wherever. Um, very contemporary, uh, aesthetically speaking. Um, and the challenge as, as an artist, I consider my work as art and crafts really. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I did fine arts as well, I, I want to keep my... Um, my truth really my, my as an artist but at the same time i work for people who come to me as clients and i have to uh, satisfy some of their um, wishes in terms of colors or things or history i have to tell that they want me to work with and and each time is it is a little bit of a challenge to uh have the two of us existing they they have to exist i have to exist yes. you know, and they so if they come to me and this is what I, i'm happy with at the moment really that i feel like the more I, I you know come in time with my work the more i feel like um the people who come to me understand better where i am as well yeah of course and they come to me in order to um, have an artwork as much as a craft work and and enjoy this artwork in their home. So, um,
0: I've got to say, um, since since or I,
1: home or public side,
0: so. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like, since I first started doing the Biscuit, I mean, I've been doing this about three and a half years now. Mm-hmm. Um, I have learned so much about art. Genuinely, yes. Um I also I said the other day I'm a bit of a dumbass in some regards when it comes to to, to art um but I've, I've worked with so many great artists they've come on the show i mean just last week i went to sam paul's um sam paul stride's uh, exhibition that she did mm-hmm. um, the seas of the moon um and I, I walked in there and i was just blown away by it all and you got ca- i can't explain it. i can't explain why this art makes me feel the way it does mm-hmm. and i had a similar experience with with saint mary's because not being a religious guy, not being to church as much as most people, or the people that go to church, I've just looked at stained glass as, oh, it's just a church thing. It's just there, you know? That's until good. until Rob Milton took me around to St. Mary's and actually showed me the details in the glass. Mm. And I, the way, I, the way I, I, mean, I was speaking to Shane Chebsey, who's um, doing the comic books trail um, next weekend, um, great guy, um, and I was saying, like, oh, is, is stained glass the, fir- the world's first comic books?
1: I'm glad you say that yes that's accurate, <laughs> Why did you say that because for me it's a, like a comic You should have book. seen the it's smile
0: fantastic. on natalie's face that uh, it? <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm, I'm, i can make my eyes sparkle now. i'm really happy with that yeah. so that you say that already because i was meaning to say it yeah. for me it's like a cartoon as well it's like yeah. story uh, storytelling um and and the goal of it was educative as well to people on a large scale um, like a cartoon in the church for people who didn't know how to read in the first place in the medieval period. Ah, Yeah, yeah. so they read the stories uh, like a cartoon.
0: Yeah, in 4K. Yeah. HD. (laughs) 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 James got that one. Because, you know, uh, when you look at a stained glass window, you look at it and from outside you're like, ah, look at those beautiful colours, it's great. Mm. But you zoom in. It's almost like an iPhone when you pinch and drag, right? Yeah. You, you zoom in and you zoom in again, and, you zoom in. and it just gets more and more detailed. I mean, if you if you've never been to St Mary's or any church really, and you're going to look in the stained glass, get right up and have a look because the details are just amazing. And these things are hundreds of years old, and you're thinking, how did they make that back then? You know, because these are true representations of life back then. Mm. You know, from uh, from the, the the attire, from the the, uh, the family house. Uh, shields and emblems and things like all these things that are true representation of life back then it's just truly stunning Mm. i think it's great yes
1: Uh, and um we are lucky uh, today that we have also cameras which could zoom in so easily. Exactly, yeah. Because when they are high, I mean, even in the 90s, when I started to be interested, when it was a bit too high, it was a bit difficult to see the details. But when you look at the, the way they, they drew the lips and the eyes and everything, they really had fun, really. Mm. It was really amazing dynamic in it yeah and uh, yes, I bet cartoonists uh, sometimes take uh, <laughs> inspiration or, or find common grounds with uh, well
0: I mean, I've read expressions
1: so on faces yeah.
0: I've read some um, some Batman comics in my past that look very much like a stained glass man. there's like, whoa whoa blah blah you, you struggle no which way to go. Mm. Um, where, so you you went to do fine art and when do you, where do you come back into uh, a Shrew, come to Shrewsbury and be back into stained glass and to being where we are today? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 i love that <laughs> have i got a story for you
1: yes yeah
0: life yeah life <laughs> just live life, life happens. it's
1: just like it's a stream of uh, stories <laughs> um yes well how did i come in england because in france when i started um in. um uh, in nineteen ninety five really I wanted to get back into it mm-hmm. in in uh in the sense of living the fine art world that I had started with, feeling like it wasn't hundred percent me in the sense of um my my wish to craft and my wish to work with with a client and the approach is different. It's, mm-hmm. yeah, and I love working with other people as a team. Uh so stained glass is uh, well, I, I work alone now, but I, my aim is also to have to build up a team later, really. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, when, when you work as an artist, uh, I, I suppose I, 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 I wanted to tell more stories that came, from, I love the idea of playing with communication with the clients and, and coming to me and asking me to do something and, and then you know have two identities uh, clashing a little bit mm,
0: nice. <laughs>
1: straight one in front of the other
0: <laughs> the fire the yeah fire. well
1: a little bit of fire now and then mm. or, or smiles and happiness and mm. really like yesterday when i met that lady it was fantastic it's it's a new new experience each time and um so that's one of the motivations I felt like, no, it's it's not me working alone in my studio. I was happy with creating new things but at the same time it wasn't really me 100%. And then I was working in the Pompidou Centre in Paris in the, uh, right in the middle of art every day uh, as a guide. And and then they were planning to do a refurbishment of the building and offered us to do training if we wanted. Oh, yeah. um, so so that's the time to to do it huge opportunity that's it that was my second chance to get into uh, learning the the techniques and crafts and that's when I chose to come in England because when I was searching for uh, the training in France in that period it was very difficult uh, because of my age Um, and it was difficult because I was a woman as simple as that uh, wow. In the suburbs of Paris, uh, uh, where the studios were quite old-fashioned stories, really. So I was a bit too much like a fine art person and, and a bit too too much of a woman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> too much of a woman, I love that one. We'll, uh, we'll definitely yeah, phrase so that,
1: that one. That stopped me doing it, really, in France. And I felt like, well, nobody will stop me, so where do I go? And then I was looking at books uh, in a bookshop bookshop. Uh, about stained glass and found this amazing book by Brian Clark uh, about stained glass, contemporary stained glass, and discovered that many of them came from Swansea uh, University, uh, studied stained glass in uh, Swansea University, and so I opened the door of Swansea University and it all started from from there.
0: Amazing. So um, you... and
1: I stayed here because I was uh, awarded uh, a workshop in Ironbridge. Uh, in 1998 so um and i had a chance then to start uh, a grant to start my own business uh, amazing start my life uh, as a stainless artist
0: and was that the beginning of color live or was that was that what this is now or what was it known well
1: uh, i didn't name it color live yet at that time because i also was myself learning about myself i suppose really and and i found my name really uh, later but um it's uh, it was the beginning of 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 what i am today really. wow in it's ironbridge like, as well of all places yeah. you know that's
0: like one of the one of the best places to be around arts and crafts isn't it it's just a yes, beautiful place for it yes, you know. Yeah. and what was that experience like then opening your first workshop doing what you're doing in ironbridge
1: well, the, the, the workshop was enormous really large space really
0: beautiful mm-hmm. size. was it daunting yeah. or was it exciting
1: it was a bit daunting at the beginning because obviously I had a large space and uh, I had to fill it in with stock of glass, <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> which is very expensive. So, uh, you know, I was starting from scratch, so it's, it was really...
0: It's like a restaurant buying in stock, isn't it? So yes, that first, that it's first exactly, time like a business yeah. buying
1: stock. And we forget about that in some ways when, when you create stained mm. glass artwork, the stock is very expensive. So yeah, I had to build up my stock and build up my um, my collection. Yeah. Um, and part of the grant could be used for that, but also, you know, purchasing uh, other items and all sorts of things, so setting myself up. And I knew from the beginning that I had only two years uh, in Ironbridge, so I had put my name on the list in English Bridge to get a, a studio if one was free. And then was very lucky that one was free when, when I was finishing in Ironbridge. Um, and I, had, I can't
0: imagine um, what that's yeah. like, though, to be like, okay, you got you got two years in this studio... Go. What's going through your head? Do you think I've got? To, is it I've got to make glass for the masses? Look at that glass for the masses. <laughs> or you've got to make you've got to work on a masterpiece. I mean, I know you work. You like working with clients and things like this. But have you got to prove yourself in one way or the other?
1: Well, is that really proving myself? But it was to be, to stay true to who I am. Really. Oh so ah, nice. Yeah. I, I did fine arts, and I had things to I wanted to to do and express in my work. Mm-hmm. Right? So I was definitely not uh, ready to um, accept or take in any form of work that would just be only for money-making, I would say, Mm -hmm. quickly. um, And so I I was really, uh, from the very beginning, aiming at creation. And so, um, yes... And, and stay in the color scheme and the choice of glass that I was doing stay true to so, who I am
0: so your niche your your kind of your your calling card have you got one of them is is, is there a certain style that people look at in a few a few years time and be like ah oh, that's natalie Hildegard leash that's that's a look at the look at the lines you can tell <laughs> like is there, it is there, is there a style that is yours like uniquely
1: well i'd say that um i'm um in in the style, what I what I would uh, view myself, but also I view it, but maybe other people would you use something else. You should ask one of your
0: fans. It. They should definitely, would definitely. It's like it's like going to Bono. What's your favorite well, that's, song on that's, YouTube? Like? To,
1: to, to go into the word of, name color
0: color mm-hmm. life. Yeah,
1: is that um, I'm in my work. I'm quite daring to use stained glass uh, colors. Differently uh, to what is uh, usually selected. I've I've dared to put together glass, really like uh, different styles of glass Mm -hmm. that people sometimes didn't put together. Like a a glass which would be used for leaded lights or an American glass, which is technically for me as a stainless Mm -hmm. artist, I know what I'm talking about, but which, which was like a style of, textures and uh, waves of colors and so on, which were meant to be, like, used as one type of glass to create one type of uh, artwork with it. And so I've had to mix from the mouse blown to the machine made to the American uh, sweet, like, uh, soft sweets uh, mm-hmm. look of colors and t- together to... Uh, play with the colors and the textures.
0: That's what we used to do as kids. We used to get like collect quality street, quality street like wrappers, and then you'd spread them out onto cling or some clear plastic, and you make your own stained glass. That's, that's like an exercise we used to do in school. Yes. Time. Make your own stained glass windows, kids. Uh, this is an art attack. This is an art mm-hmm. attack. Yeah.
1: So uh, yeah, so I really didn't want to stop myself um, because I was thinking, oh, this is machine man and this is mouse blue, and I shouldn't mix the two. Yes. This kind of. Traditional setup sometimes in, in, uh, in creation of stained glass. And so I've let myself go with, as if I was, you know, as I had been before in mm-hmm. art, like, you know, collage and, you know, daring to put, but to aim at uh, a color, um, uh, scheme of works so or textures which would really render what, um, my goal was like in terms of, uh, depths of landscapes or depths of um, movements and uh, structures which would express um uh, be semi-dramatic maybe a little mm. bit but uh some uh, maybe in my work uh, a little bit maybe a little bit of melancholy if we, <laughs> <laughs> or a bit of dramatic which stayed from me in me maybe from my uh, influence from uh music boys or different uh, german artists or french artists and and the other the side is a bit of declaration of um of a dynamic of a movement really yeah
0: uh, and um so you're using the unorthodox methods, colours, types of glasses to, to display, uh, the, these these bold movements by you then. Yes.
1: Yeah. So as I said earlier, I'm, I'm, I'm fixed on details really, and the detail also is in the. the the speed of life or the slow movement mm. or the or the movement of things and the depths of the landscape or the, how flat it may look sometimes and so on. So I like to work on this kind of geometrical uh, effects that the lead line would allow to do uh, as well as um, the glass uh, structures. If you look at the glass behind you which is uh, a set here of cuts I've done you see the different movements of the colours in it and
0: some are quite sharp some are quite rounded
1: exactly Yeah. so it's a bit like when you um, are surrounded by walking in town really and go around and you have very different um, aesthetics around you but it still is united somewhere along the line simply by life really by mm-hmm. the interaction of people and things together so uh, that's what i keep in my mind as well when i work with the cuts of glasses i like to uh, show how you know things which would could be very different when you look at them separately mm-hmm. could marry very well when you put them together uh, either with color or shape or lines so
0: I think things like this, what they do is they make you stop for a sec. Yes, that's,
1: yeah, that's yeah, that's and they make you zoom
0: in to zoom the details. In, yeah, yeah, you know because that's what I I have learned. That's what I just explained at the beginning of this is that you know I used to take uh, things like stained glass windows for for granted. Oh yeah, it's just a church window. Okay, that's cool. Uh, but when you stop for a second. You just look at the details, the finer details. Mm. It tells a story, and I'm learning a lot about this. That you know, art is just beautiful, and whether it's music, whether it's stained glass, whether it's drawing, whether it's you know, photography. Or James is doing it now. It's all life. You know, it's very important mm, it's to document a uh,
1: detail of life with photography. In fact, I started with photography. Yeah, <laughs> that's the very first thing I've done as a teenager. Um, you know, in the black room, in the black room and uh, black and white. Oh, and, do you uh, do that?
0: Do you do the black room stuff?
1: Yeah, I have that. Yeah. You
0: have, yeah? Is, yeah. It fru- is that frustrating? It looks really frustrating. It looks like a really the slow black proof. Room the black room. sort of, oh, it didn't work. Because nowadays, you take a picture on an iPhone, doesn't work, take again. But back in them days, you'd, take it, you'd, you'd hang it up and then it would yeah, come I'd out and oh, it's angles and way the lens. Like, bit,
1: it was frustrating. I mean, I had a small budget and the paper was expensive. Yeah. And so you really had to think much more uh, in depth before... You would choose which one to, you know, mm. print on well, print. It's a steep learning curve. Yeah, you know, because, because yeah. as you said, it's every shot has a monetary value to it. Yeah, because you have to pay for the film, you have to pay to process it. So you really do. have to Yes. Yes.
0: Do I need to take this shot? Am I in the right spot? Have I got the right setting? So yes,
1: it was very important uh, in the background in your work. You were always—I was always thinking, okay, how much is going to cost? Really, uh, between the film that you buy, which was a film which had only thirty-six shots, really, mm-hmm. so you could do two thousand. You had thirty-six, and it was expensive enough to think that thirty-six each has a very specific value. Really, each time you take one, so you wouldn't lose your time you know like doing it again again against like yeah. 20 and then choose it after you did 20 you did 20 in your brain <laughs> and, and shoot one <laughs> and i think it's one of the things that stayed as well with me with, with the glass it's the same when you cut the glass you got one beautiful very expensive piece of glass which could cost up to 280 pounds wow yeah, wow. just for one one piece of colored glass. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <Okay>.
1: yeah. Wow. <laughs> so when you cut it, you think twice. You don't think, you know, like I'm gonna cut it, and well, if it doesn't work, you really study very well what what you are about to do, and and then I suppose it really pushes you to to the the best of yourself and the best of the product, um, and giving time as well for it, giving time to pose and um, you know observe and before you do it and i suppose when we think of photography black and white of the the first photographers i mean we did fantastic beautiful shots really when you think of how they had to you know limit it to what they had in hand which was very little really (laughs) yeah and get the best out of it uh, they did extremely well really and uh yeah.
0: I imagine during the medieval times, it was kind of a good distraction. You know, the, when we talk about the medieval times, half of it's mostly barbaric, right? There's lots of stuff going on that's just awful. So <laughs> I imagine being in a stained glass workshop or any sort of artist, uh, sort of a studio, is just a good distraction from all that. So maybe they just, that's was, that was the point of what that was, They're making the most of just having a bit of quiet, making this beautiful piece of art. I don't know. I'm just rambling. Um.
1: <laughs> no, but it's it, in. Um In medieval times, I mean, today we give a financial value to the glass. But in that time, the the, the value was also what they had to do for the master above, really. Yeah. And how dangerous it was to mess up with whatever, not to satisfy the person above you who was your master and, and asking you to do something the most beautiful and the perfect, you know. Piece Ooh. that would we, represent we my nose isn't that big, <laughs> so yeah, it, it, it was um, very challenging. Mm. And, yeah,
0: I imagine, I imagine. In- incredible, though, you know, you know, that such amazing imagery can be made out of glass, it still is fantastic. May I ask you what your 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 this might be really hard to understand. maybe Maybe if you've got a handful. The, the proudest piece that you've made, something that when you think about, and you're like, I can't believe I made that. I made that, though. Have you got anything in that? <laughs> She's looking at me like, I assist people all the well, time. I What's have, your I favourite song? Say, uh,
1: that win- those two windows, really. Um, which I did, um, it's cast glass. Okay. So I haven't done any cutting glass, but uh, I worked on a sculptural work really a low relief uh creating out of clay a low relief that then was uh out of rubber you know kept as uh, to have all the details and then we i went to germany to create with uh, enormous skills that they have because it it was somebody who used to work in uk with other um, the glass world of of Shrewsbury. uh, Not really, but of of UK, really. Mm -hmm. And so he invited me to come to his studio to do this um, at his studio. And um, this work uh, happened when uh, I was... um, I had been diagnosed with a lymphoma and I had to go through a bone marrow transplant. Um, And it... It was um, the biggest work I ever had to do.
0: (laughs) One of all times to get ill like that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which was interrupted um, by the the events of this illness. But then happened in such a beautiful way in the end, was uh, closing the story of of what I had been through. But when I did it, it also was uh, in relation with a community of minors who had suffered a lot. And I learned a lot from them. And I took photographs of them. So I did black and white photos. So I was like... Everything of me was in it, really. (laughs) From the idea of pain and suffering and being close to them in my pain and suffering. Yeah. And thinking of um, the ladies uh, who posed, uh, uh, thinking of their husbands in the mines. That was the idea, really. And um, me photographing them... um, and printing it in black and white which was coming back to the pure um, light tones of black and white and and then putting it into glass, turning it into a modern technology so the photos were transferred into the glass you can see uh, at the top the, yeah. the ladies' uh, hands uh, on their chest um, and so here I've pushed every bit of me uh, in terms of creativity if I have full freedom that's 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 me really a hundred percent wow um and part of the
0: clouds that's like the perfect ray of sunshine that's you that's that's, that, you. that's you at your that, best that
1: was me really that was totally me that was an achievement I saw, at that Amazing. time when i was doing it at the end i thought if i had died i would have done what i wanted anyway oh bless <laughs> you <laughs> but um yes and yes and i worked on traditional techniques in it as well which was mm-hmm. to paint on the glass a detail of text in the book that this man was holding so like a photographic material um, on which I worked to transform it with painting
0: Amazing.
1: Uh, so I've pushed all the techniques in it really oh, uh,
0: fantastic it is really cool I love that so much and it's, it's so in, cool. in, cool. in the, an one of the most
1: modest places in UK in Grimthorpe an enormous church which had the community of miners obviously um, and the only stained glass piece in that building. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> which is very modern, and they had, they were all so open minded about the modernity of the technique. They, is they that, were is not that
0: a part of it there, across. Exactly,
1: yeah. Oh, so you you, find it you, in you spotted it, yeah. Yeah, the, 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 yeah. yeah. So that was a, a test piece uh, which was done um, um, to uh, see before I do it in glass if I was happy with my uh, hmm. my rubber. So it's just silicon really. It's you
0: know. beautiful. Ah, see, I can, I can notice these things, you know. Got an, <laughs> eye for, an eye for talent, that's what it is. <laughs> so
1: on, on this one, you can see that in the middle, I worked on, on uh, something quite spontaneous in terms of uh, movement in the design of the, the Virgin Mary as and child, yeah. and then the two ladies holding their hands on their chest is uh, the pieces which I did as close as possible to reality of my photographic material. So beautiful work, yeah. it really yeah, is beautiful.
0: Um, and now we're here, at Colour Life, um English Bridge Workshop. What's the role of this place then? So you 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 clients come to you, they want stained glass, and you make the you know is that how it is? you you, you make. Stained glass windows for clients. How far is your reach? How, do, yes. how far do people come to you? To get well,
1: the thing is, as I said, I'm, I'm, it was my happiest work, that really. Was your happiest and race. it's quite, in some ways, um, for me, very, you know. Personal uh, as yeah. a story, mm-hmm. but um, at the same time, I'm very ready to do to the, to really humbly be with people who want something completely different. Yes. Um, as long as I learn from it, that's what I'm happy with, really. Yeah. <laughs> so as long as they are open for me to experiment a little bit and have a little bit to push things further. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, one of them was uh, these uh, poppies which I've done uh, as a lady. line. you
0: mentioned the poppies on the uh, yes uh, when we
1: had the, the interview yeah, yeah, yes. that's right. or this piece which is on the table now which I'm working on which uh, is a gathering of uh, little pieces that a lady had cherished of um, pieces which came from very different windows apparently local little windows um and um were from different periods, like from Victorian, medieval, um, all sorts of periods, one piece of each period nearly. And they wanted me to create one window uh, which would um, make the most of each piece and, and pass a, a message, uh, you know, in terms of uh, choices of um, like they wanted the bird of the heron. And uh, a moon landscape in the background, so a little bit of something that they had selected and wanted, and the render would be starting from very old pieces which I haven't created, but you know would I would create it to fit a message and and. Uh, they would display it in their home it's not to fit in a window it's more like a display piece really. oh okay yeah. nice
0: it's beautiful it really is i mean just the there's the design the uh the blueprints themselves look stunning so i can't imagine what it's going to look like when it's done it's gonna be brilliant
1: yeah so and then the work which is at the back which is uh in terms of creativity um uh, i suppose uh much more freedom for me uh but at the same time, in, in respect of a site, which is uh, the Prisheath uh, Nature Reserve, which is for the silver-studded blue uh, yeah. butterfly. So um the, the couple who asked me to do it have worked more than 40 years on the site, and they know extremely well <laughs> every detail about, you know, the... the this nature reserve, in terms of who, which animals are there, which butterflies, which insects, which flowers, and so it's been really a pleasure to share with them their knowledge, uh, to learn from them, mm-hmm. and then it's taking a bit longer, and uh, simply because I'm also learning. I'm learn- I'm not learning in terms of stained glass, but I'm learning in terms of nature because what they want they made a list of the the insects they wanted the the butterflies the birds uh, the plants and i had to think of a space which is you know a large nature reserve and look at it as if i was like a drone maybe a little bit from above and but think of how to put in it uh, details of uh, butterflies and insects without making it uh, like a crowdy and heavy
0: sounds very ambitious
1: it it was very ambitious and it is ambitious (laughs) (laughs) Um, and that's the kind of challenge I really love to work with as well because when I do that as well for the next pieces it always brings something up uh, for the freedom of my work after Uh,
0: amazing I'm so in awe of what you do I really am because I don't think I'd have the patience in all honesty. I'm, I'm not very good at jigsaw puzzles, things like that. I just, I, I don't have the, I, it's very hard for me yeah. sometimes because I, uh, Hmm. The, way, the way to explain this is uh, okay so we've got the, the pod aid thing coming up in September um, which I'll tell everybody about properly at the end but like it's all that's on my mind It's my mind's mm. constantly racing, I'm constantly thinking about this thing got ideas, we can do this, we can go to this person we can ask this person I can't slow down sometimes and mm. so like to, if I was on a day where I'm full of jitters, all these sort of things like, uh, I got a gallon of coffee in me there's no way I could slow down mm. And well, do this, yeah so. the, the,
1: the first work I was talking about which is uh, using pieces which uh, were from different windows the lady when she brought the box it was such a messy box really dusty mm. messy, messy box I had to like a puzzle search for the pieces identify what is what uh, do some research work a little bit to uh, understand uh, which period it may be from uh, And and then some pieces were broken, so I had to find the pieces and put them together. Wow. And all this kind of little work which I did at the very beginning. And and then think of how do I um, use them all in one story which they didn't belong to. Mm. Um, Yeah, so that's when I feel it's me as well in terms of community or teaching or things like this. When I run is courses as well. I love gathering. I love gathering things and people.
0: It's like taking a really long paragraph and shortening it to three words to describe something perfectly, right? That's kind of what this is. Is like yeah, you? perhaps um, so. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, it, you know how long? Obviously, this is a specialist piece that you, you you're putting a lot of time into. But how long does a a piece take normally? From uh, from the conception, they come to you. I've got an idea. Right to when it's finished. How long can it take?
1: each piece is um, a bit like a child you don't know how long it will take to learn uh, (laughs) the same things that are offered to everybody, each child will learn differently so at the same time each each client is different, each work is different each site is different each time I have to switch off and start again in some ways and, and get my mind into different circumstances so like the priest's window is taking longer. Mm-hmm. Since I started, I got other commissions in and I work a little bit in parallel with the others. The puppy was more like something which had to happen quickly. Yes. Uh, so it was a little bit slowed down because of the, um, <laughs> COVID and the uh, yeah, beginning, because they came to me just before COVID started. This so. isn't
0: something you can just do at home, right? you got to have the equipment. Can you do this at home? Do you do this at home? Or do you
1: well, uh, uh, design work, yeah, yeah. I, I work a bit from home. The puppies, I created the design from, from home, really, Okay. in that period. And I, I was lucky at that time to have this design to do and, and other work to do on uh, keep designs distracted. as well. So mm. I, that kept me uh, in my shielding, really. Mm. But um, yeah, so really but technically uh, to cut glass or to cut the lead or to they are exactly more or less the same as what it was when it was medieval times it's like um painting we have to prepare our paint it's not in a tube and then you put it on a palette and then you paint with it it's you have to prepare your paint um wow yes so like they were doing in medieval periods, really. The, the only is difference it? for us in some ways is that we have kilns, which are faster and uh, would do less fumes because it was woodwork and was, yeah, you know, big yeah. fires. Yeah. But, um, or the glass as well, um, the deliveries and the catalogues and the choice we have is, is oh, different, but t- technically it takes, it's, it's a process which is, um, uh, hasn't changed much really no you know, it's, so. it's
0: worth it if you put your time into it you know the longer you take the long as it's perfect you know
1: yes i mean uh, the, the, the worry sometimes is for me to make the client understand from the very beginning don't expect it it's not like you place an order to have uh, a carpet delivered no. to the <laughs> because it's not a factory process at all really mm. Uh, and it's a creation. So, so it's I like am, when I you have not an Amazon.
0: artwork. I'm an artist. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, it's an artwork each time in some with a design. It's mm-hmm. a creation each time. Uh, so it could be obvious or it could require a little bit of time to think more about the details, really. Mm. Uh, have a pause to make sure that the finished work is right, really. Well,
0: you don't um, want your name touched to something that's par really do you? you know you want something if, if it's something you've made you want someone to go oh yeah this is amazing work you don't want them to go oh my god you made this like, <laughs> 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 i'm not that that's ever happened i'm sure um has there is there something that you have yet to do that you'd love to is there is there a window you'd love to work on is there is like i don't know your your unobtainable goal or the the, the thing you'd love to do with stained glass you know does that make sense is there, is there something you would well,
1: yeah. <laughs> I've got an idea, yes, but yeah. I don't know if, if somebody is listening to the program and ready to. Yeah. <laughs> yes, no, well, um, really, I love contemporary architecture, um, which would um, have also, uh, you know, the technical um, creativity to, to match uh, the 21st century uh, yeah. rec- well, needs of improving all sorts of things, but also changing uh, maybe our per- perception of, uh, of space and how we use it and, and how we move on and be creative for the future, for yeah. generations. And I would love to join the teamwork of a totally new house and have a, a full project, which is part of the, the whole structure of the building. Oh, that's my right. dream. Okay.
0: <laughs> so as long as the building's there, your work is there. So that's that's what you've made. Oh, nice! Yeah, as as a,
1: you know, to be part of a, a new project. Yeah. And have uh, like when they were doing uh, with the Art Nouveau uh, these big uh, projects or so like. Um, in Glasgow uh, you know, building a new project in architecture mm-hmm. and in it the craft team a place in Wales were well, there to discuss with uh, the, the architects and you know and including the the creation of the patterns for the windows and the stained glass yeah. pieces that would be my dream to technically push like I have pushed my maximum for St. Luke's windows in Grand Forb in terms of mixing techniques uh, to have something which would mix Technical uh, requirement for insulation, for example, for the, to mm-hmm. keep the warmth in the house and so yeah. on. Uh, technically, um, for the quality of light and playing with um, uh, using as less possible as electricity. All these things, which I would love to have a uh, really, uh, you know, up to the top uh, in terms of challenges for modernity. Yeah. And, and create an artwork in, in a building
0: bringing that sort of stained glass or, you know, that sort of idea into the modern forefront, sort of,
1: yeah. Yes, the, the, the glass uh, has, uh, you know, is one of the main materials of architecture, yes. clear glass. Yes. Um, in the period of the Art Nouveau, they, they worked together on, you know, buildings which were at that time modern, and they still used uh, colours. Uh, and patterns in the windows to Mm -hmm. to give an ambience to the that new building and and the same way today we have uh, beautiful works which are done in stained glass it's not what i'm uh, you know thinking of doing are things which may happen you know with different projects in america or or in germany or in europe or more commonly or a little bit in uk as well but at the same time um, it's something which uh, has been my reference when i started as well when i did read that book by brian Clark. Uh, that was the stained glass i wanted to also one day uh, do yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so I, I did a bit of it but the, the difficulty was also for me uh, since i did this one uh, at the time when I was diagnosed with uh, lymphoma and I had to interrupt my career, when when I started again, I, I had to take back words a little bit with technically, uh, you know, going back to using lead more than new technologies. So it's interrupted a little bit that path, and I'm I'm not really against what I'm doing now. I'm happy with what I'm doing now. But I'd like not to lose what I had started as well. Yes. So that's that's something which I really... really
0: and how do you attain that? Do, do you, that. Uh, do you uh, bring on new apprentices, new people, teach them your ways and create a new generation of stained glass producers? Um,
1: yes, well, I open my you know, knowledge to uh, students uh, people who are interested in in what I do and uh, I've run uh, courses uh, of stained glass painting Um, in terms of uh, health and safety my studio and the building is not really Right for me to have people doing soldering and
0: yeah, don't bring your six or seven year olds <laughs> in.
1: No, class everywhere, guys. No, but even for adults, in terms of yeah. soldering, uh, I can't have it. In terms of electricity, uh, a few soldering irons and and the fumes that we create when, mm-hmm. uh, you know, my windows don't open, so I don't. If I've got airflow flow, it comes from a door which is about 100 meters further. <laughs> so uh, it's things like this. The building needs uh, better uh, health and safety uh, for me to do this kind of workshop. But I run the workshops which I can run, which is um, painting on glass. Okay. And um, I'm in discussion with um, running workshops maybe uh, on, on different sites outside my studio. Um, it's in progress at the moment and this um, other option as well which I've created in time of COVID is to create something online so somebody who would have already maybe done a workshop somewhere else and wants to keep going from home and wish to have a bit of mentoring could uh, do online a little bit with me giving them advice and helping them and i was thinking because i'm french you know to offer maybe both like you know practice your french and do stained glass <laughs> <laughs> <That'd be amazing. laughs> chat with me about your stained glass project and and, and we'll do it in french
0: <laughs> i see uh the the uh, yeah. my wife speaks spanish so she's got that dual, dual i wanted my my lad as well to, mm. to to have the dual language thing but it's no my wife felt really nervous about speaking to my son in Spanish for some reason and he's never really picked it up so mm. very um what's this you you brought to me this piece of paper and
1: yes you? it is uh, simply for the nature reserve uh, of priests um I did um want to contribute to um, to help them in in their work in, in what they do and all the time they give uh, for it um. so um the gentleman, you know, gathered, summed up um, what uh, he would like um, so to share s- about different events or si- uh, support that could be given to the uh, project.
0: So do you want me to read this out? Yes, if yeah, you wish so, yeah, to, um, yeah,
1: because it's, uh, it's your podcast as well. So.
0: <laughs> um, um, it says, uh, things we should uh, mention in the interview is um, the, the silver-studded blues at Prees Heath um, the last remaining sight in the whole of the Midlands for this beautiful butterfly um, have had another very successful year. Um, they're fourth in a row, with hundreds uh, being seen each day over the last few weeks. Their flight season will be coming to an end in a couple of weeks' time Um the butterfly conservation uh conservation's big butterfly count starts on friday the 16th of july and finishes on sunday the 8th of august this is a a great way to help us find out which butterflies are doing well and which are not it also gives everyone the opportunity to learn new skills in identifying and counting butterflies in their gardens parks local walks and further afield last year over one hundred and ten thousand people took part wow Um, All the information you need um, is available at uh, www.bigbutterflycount.butterfly-conservation.com. Org. I'm going to share that. Um, I'll take this home and I'll share this on our Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, if people wish to make a donation uh, to support the work of butterfly conservation, Simon Saville um, is at the moment cycling from Land's End to Jonah Groats. Wow, what an achievement. In aid of butterfly conservation. You can find out more about his epic journey, uh, which is including spending a few hours at Pree's Heath last Sunday and being astounded by the sight of so many butterflies by visiting uh, www.bikeforbutterflies.org. Um, you can find out more. Um, finally, if people wish to ha- uh, help our work at Pree's Heath in any way, please do not hesitate to contact Stephen Lewis at uh, um, Warden. Of @warden phwarden at sky.com thank you very much for that Stephen that yes. very nice so um, butterfly conservation is very important obviously
1: it is it is essential and it's um,
0: cross pollination very important well, like
1: bees and yes, you know of they course. Do, yeah yeah so um, and that's when i love uh, doing work with tangas as well like i'm contributing uh, today just to pass the word as well and uh, and when I finish my window and I share it online, everything I I keep passing the word as well for this kind of message that the client would like to pass, really because it's quite essential. If I if I'm celebrating the butterflies and the insects in the window, why do I not celebrate to save them as well?
0: <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, yeah, this year has been an odd one because I've since uh, I work where, where I work it gets ridiculously hot. So you have to open the windows. I work during the night, so I have to open mm. the windows and then the moths come in. But this year I've seen some of the most beautiful coloured moths. You usually get the grey normal moths, but I've seen bright yellow ones, I've seen orange ones, yellow ones, uh, these amazing coloured moths. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're cool. You can come in. You're, it's
1: fine. You're, you're, <laughs> you
0: look great. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: please come in. <laughs> yes,
0: please come in. Um, mm. Natalie, you are amazing. And I, I genuinely, I am in awe of, of the work you do because sure. it is... It is it is far out for me because I've never worked like this. I've never, it's a very um, slow, beautiful process um, that, is it's, it's almost alien to me in, 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 in a nice way because what you're doing is something completely different to what i've known like i said you can't just throw out a piece of paper when you get it wrong you got to go i mean i had this idea when we we're doing it I, I kind of nearly my heart sunk imagine i don't know if it's ever happened but like you've worked on an amazing piece they've put it in the back of a van and it's fallen and broken on the way on transit to wherever it's going could you imagine I mean, just just the thought of things like that. I don't know why I torture myself with these terrible, <laughs> terrible <Yes>. thoughts. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. I know
1: it's, it's, it is uh, challenging the day when you move your... Uh, artwork from the studio to the client's home, really, really a bit shaky.
0: <laughs> because you, you spent months. Do on not it. drop it. No, do <laughs> not drop it. I mean, even,
1: even when we were fitting the window of the puppies, which are very, you know, 20 centimeters by 20, so quite small. Mm. But even in the handling of it, when I, the gentleman who was doing um the, the door for the client so wanted to fit the windows in the door as a as a carpenter <laughs> and he was holding it and i wasn't holding it obviously and my worries were it to be placed the wrong way as well so yeah. i had to have my eyes always very well open because i knew my design and then but also you know when it was handled from one hand to another and then i was like okay yes it will be fine you no, those things would be broken
0: it's not uh, it's a weird comparison to make but my mother-in-law is uh, a great baker and whenever she makes like a big birthday cake or something i'll sit in the front of the car and she'll be like do not drop it She'll put it on my lap and I've got to hold this thing with my mother-in-law breathing down the back of my neck, you knowing that if I drop it, she's just going <laughs> to... <laughs> how dare you? Um, can you tell our listeners, I know you mentioned it in um, the, the St. Mary's uh, interview that we did, where, where people can find you and if they wanted to hire you for work or get involved with what you're doing, how can mm. people find you?
1: So, well, I've, I've got a website, so, um, yes. www.coolerlive.com. Um, then, um, there is a contact page on my website, so mm-hmm. you could contact me through my website. I'm on Facebook as well as a page, cooler love page. And, um, on Instagram, so that's different options really for contact. Um, on my website, um, you have more details about, um, works I've done in the past, different uh, courses I'm doing. I've got to shop online, so you could also buy, a uh, postcards or, or the, oh, book. Nice. Yeah, or the book I did for the, because uh, as we said at the beginning uh, of the discussion, uh, stained glass passes message like cartoons, really, in mm-hmm. some ways. So when I, I, for two works I did for the Magna Carta window, which I did for Liverpool uh, Slavery Museum, uh, which was a very important message in that window. Um well, I did uh, the first book with Sam, really little book, which was presenting how we created it and the subject And then when I did the, the project for Shrewsbury Museum, I did another book as well for the because it's a local it's celebrating a local lady who's a stained glass artist, one of the first women who did stained glass in in, in UK really. Mm, good. And um also um People contributed, so the community was involved, and the story, all the story behind the window, which, which was really important, and uh, so it's it's on the shop as well in on my website. last <laughs> move. Yeah. So <laughs> Don't worry, I know which glass it is that's why I'm holding myself on it it's just, it's just a, like a palette I, I, it's like a palette glass The
0: fact as that as I've so. been in here for as long as I have not broken anything, I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm happy with myself James, I really am, Like I'm proud of myself <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yes, so yeah. So that's that's um, the option as well, the shop where you feel curious and wish to have a few postcards which I've printed of the works I've
0: done Amazing, amazing yeah. Well, thank you so much for inviting me here today. I know you're in the middle of work. There's lots going on. Like guys we had to set up here, we had to kind of gently move art out of the way. Like you don't understand how cluttered, but like it's, like I said, it's in the midst of work. Like we're right in the middle of work. So to find space for the microphones, we had to move things out of the way and we just yeah. stood in the workshop. It's amazing. James is taking some pictures. You'll be able to see them. Um, can I tell you something about what we're doing? I think I've already told you about this, but I can t- I can use the actual name because this will go after the embargo. So we can do this. We can go full run up at it, James. On the uh, at 9 a.m. on the 29th of September, mm-hmm. we're going to go live on a podcast and we're not going to stop for 24 hours we're not going to stop till 9 a.m on the 30th of oh, september okay. yes. which is international <laughs> podcast day the guys in la uh, international oh. podcast day are aware of what we're doing they're going to be on the show and we're trying to uh, the, the shoes for biscuits get because we're doing 12 hours of the shoes for biscuit 12 hours of you suck the other network i did i mentioned mm. it earlier um and the biscuit schedule's coming up very nice. We, we've got some very good guests for this. And the use is coming up a bit slower, but we're trying to find some some people across the, 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 the ocean there. So it's a bit more difficult. And we have a name. We have a name. Thanks very much to our sponsors, Reach, who have been working hard drawing logos, creating – created a brand and uh, an idea and an image. This thing is amazing, and it's going to be called PodAid. So uh, it's a very, very good brand, and I'm very happy with it because the whole idea of this is to challenge people. If you have a public-faced entity, if you have a podcast, if you have a game streaming, if you're a musician, if you're an artist, if whatever you're doing, if you're out there and the, there's lots of people watching you, go out there and affect your community, wherever you are in the world, and I want you to do better than me, and we're going to come back next year stronger. Pod Aid is going to be a yearly thing, and I want to see what you can do around the world. And we can. What's the worst that can happen? We can all affect our. We can raise a bit of money for local charities, right? So that's what we're going to do. That's what Pod Eight is all about. So um, if you want to get in touch uh, and get involved, we are selling sponsors. That's not the only way we're trying to make money. There will be a donate button too. But if you do want to be to sponsor an hour of this show, it's going to cost. Uh, I hate seeing this. It's a £100 minimum donation to Lingen Davis. That's what we're doing it for. Um, and um, if you want to get in touch with us, go to our website, which is www.theshoeswithbiscuitpodcast.co.uk, made for us by our friends at Web Orchard, uh, and you will be able to contact us from our website. And, you know, uh, what you're doing there A £100 is you're supporting a local charity and doing a great deed there, and we will display your, your logo. We'll give you... This hour is brought to you by such and such... And that's what you're going to get. So PodAid is going to be fantastic. Thank you to everybody that's working on that. And, Natalie, thank you so much for having us here today.
1: Well, it's me. Thank you very much for that. No. It was really nice to have you both here.
0: James as well has been uh, stood yeah. in the background, patiently while taking pictures. So that's thank you, James. As well. Sorry? I'm
1: trying not to break anything.
0: Trying not <laughs> to break. I did see you. You've done very well, actually. Mm. So, yeah, very, very good. Twinkle toes over there. Um, <laughs> this has been great. Thank you so much for chatting to me. Honestly, seriously, it's been really nice. And um, we will catch you guys next time in the shoes biscuit. Thanks for listening, guys. Peace out.